Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
corner, they call this story. And do you know who's stuck? Matasek and Company, novelties and leatherware. Best of its kind in Budapest. It really is wonderful values at all times. In fact, I don't know how Matasek and Company does it. Uh, just a moment, please. Who are you? Uh, who, uh me? What? I'm Matasek. Oh, yes, well, anyhow, it all happened in my store. Practically all, that's why I'm telling it. Well, this is the story of two young people of whom I'm very fond, Clara and Martin. Clara is very attractive, yes. She's most attractive. And uh, an excellent sales girl. But Martin and Clara haven't gotten on at all from the very first day she came to work for me. Professional jealousy on Martin's part because no head clerk likes to have an assistant, especially such a pretty assistant, outsell <laughs> Miss Novak, whatever became of those musical cigarette boxes that nobody ever buys? I just sold the last one, Mr. Martin. Oh. <coughs> now, can I show you something, madam? I'm going to ask you. I prefer to have a young lady wait on me. Oh. <coughs> well, I've had a pretty good day. My sales come to exactly 176 coins. Mm, my sales come to 250 coins. Oh. You can easily see how these little occurrences would hardly make for a beautiful friendship. But all this didn't seem very important to Martin these days. He had something else on his mind. Martin was living in a romantic plane, far above the everyday routine of Matisek and company. I found that out one day when I chanced to overhear him talking with a fellow clerk named Terry. Terry? There's a letter from a girl. Now listen. My heart was trembling as I walked into the post office. And there you were, lying on box 237. And I took you out of your envelope and read, and I read you right there. Oh, dear friend. What is all this? Well, you see, I, I was looking through the ads in the Sunday paper, and I got on the wrong page. I ran across this ad. Here, here, let me show you this, eh? Modern girl wishes to correspond on cultural subjects and manner with intelligent, sympathetic young men. I guess your friend, post office 15, box 237. Now we've exchanged four letters and terrible this is no ordinary girl. How does she work? Are you tall or short? Are your eyes brown? Are they blue? Now don't tell me. What does it matter so long as our minds meet? Right. Now listen. What are men and women for but to rise above the stupid necessities of the eight hours day? It's not very nice, Martin, but to you, should Oh, you don't kill me, Ah, uh, Miss Novak, where do you think you're going? I'm going home, Mr. Martin. It's six o'clock. It's five minutes off, six. This store does not close for another five minutes. I'm afraid, Miss Novak, that you don't think you work very seriously. Oh, don't I? No, no, and I don't like your attitude. Listen, let me tell you something. Yes, and while I think of it, I don't like the clothes you've been wearing in the store. For instance, that yellow blouse with the light green dot you had it's on yesterday. It's a green blouse. It's like yellow Everybody else thinks it was so becoming a I don't remember that I ever remarked about your necktie. And believe me, Mr. Martin, if you think I couldn't say anything about your necktie, so I thank you to leave my blouse alone. It's none of your business. Well, I'm very sorry, but Mr. Martin, I think it is my business. Oh, yes, that's right. I'm working under you. Well, from now on, I'll telephone you every morning besides just exactly what I'm going to wear. And before I select my next season's wardrobe, my dressmaker will submit samples to you. Imagine me dictating what I should well, wear. Well, for heaven's sake, I don't care what you wear. If you want to look like a pony in the circus, oh! Listen, I told you as much good yesterday as anybody else 
Christmas ring. The hundred and ninety-seven Coleman isn't bad for a rainy Friday three weeks before Christmas. You tell that to Mr. Marichal? I did. What do you say? He said, tell her not to come on that blouse anymore. Tell her I won't. I will. Come, come, come. Always fighting you two. Why, why don't you try to get along then? Well, that's where we could get along with a man like him. Oh, it is now exactly six o'clock, Mr. Martin. Yes, Miss Nova. Oh, thank you. Very much. Don't get yourself all worked up. Calm down. Yes, uh, what do I say about a girl like that in general? Uh, tell me more about that girl you've been asking to, you know, dear friend. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know, after a while, in our letters, we came to the subject of love. Well, naturally, on a very cultural level. What else can you do in the lesson? Yeah. <laughs> a pair of it. She's the most marvelous girl in the world. She has such ideals, such a point of view on things. Why, she's so far above the girls you meet today that there's simply no comparison. You really like her, don't you? Well, I hope I will. What do you mean? You love a girl and you don't know if you like her? That's right, sir. That's, that's just the question. You see, I, I, I haven't met her yet. You haven't what? After all this time, I postponed it again and again. I, I'm scared, Paradis. You see, this girl thinks I'm the most wonderful person in the world, and after all, there's a chance you might be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I can't, but tonight, I'm taking, I'm taking the risk. I'm meeting her tonight at 8 o'clock in a cafe. She's going to have a copy of Paul's stories on a printer and a red carnation for a bookmark. Oh, I haven't slept for days. I'm sure it should be beautiful. Well, not too beautiful, huh? What chance would it be for a fellow like me? Do you want to hold me again? No, 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 no. No, no, just a lovely average dinner. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the clock in the back of my shop, starting 8 p.m. And that's exactly the hour Martin was to meet dear friend for the first time at the cafe. Well, when the time came, Martin didn't feel quite so brave, so he asked Pervis to come along to give him moral support. And even after he got there, he was afraid to go in. He stood with Pervis in the shadow outside the front window and peered in. He wanted Pervis to see if he could spot a girl with a red carnation for a bookmark. Yes. Yes, a beautiful girl. Really? Yeah, beautiful. But no book. Oh, too bad. But who can look? I can right here. Right here under the window. Yeah. I'm not cutting me up. I told you so. The carnation. What does she look like? I can't see her face. She's sitting behind the clothes rack. There's a cup of coffee on the table. She's putting the pizza cake. Not. She's dunking. Well, why shouldn't she? Right. Well, what else, Curtis? How does she look? Well, I can't see her face yet. Don't, don't hurt me, Martin. Look, look forward now. She, can you see her? Yes. Is she Very pretty. Yeah. I would say she looks, she has a little of the coloring of Clara. Clara? Oh, you mean Miss Nova for the shop? Miss Martin, you must admit that Clara is a good-looking girl, and personally, I've always found her a very likable girl. Well, this is a fine time to be talking about Miss Nova. Well, if you don't like Miss Nova, I can tell you right now you won't like this girl. Why? Because this is Miss Nova. <laughs> well, Martin was all for turning on his heel and starting home. But his friend Pitterick pointed out that Miss Novak had written those letters. And it really wasn't fair to the girl to leave her waiting there. 
Much against his will, Martin finally agreed to go inside the cafe and talk.
incidentally, whenever you hear that particular rapping on that particular door, ladies and gentlemen, that means Mr. Martin is calling on Miss Novak. Good evening, Miss Novak. Good evening, Mr. Martin. Come in. Now, how are you, young lady? I'm all right, Mr. Martin. Sorry, I couldn't come to work. Oh, that's all right. Now, you must take care of yourself. I'm sure I'll be all right in a day or two. But that doesn't mean that you should neglect yourself. Now, you you see, I feel pretty responsible for the whole thing. You? Oh, no, Mr. Martin. Oh, no, at least I can relieve your mind. It wasn't your fault at all. Christmas, 
Only Clara and Martin were left. Oh, uh, before you go, Miss Elvark, uh, you want to see something? Hmm? Look, look, how do you like this gold locket? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, well, why don't you try it on? I'd still like to see what it looks like on a girl. I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Oh, yes, yes. It's probably not easy for you to imagine that somebody would like a man like that. Oh, Mr. Mark. Don't let it start all over again. It's Christmas, and I'd like to be friends with you. Listen, do you mind if I tell you something? No, 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 no. When I first started to work here, you know, something very strange happened to me. I found myself looking at you again and again. I just couldn't take my eyes off you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the time I was saying to myself, Clara, you're about to come with you. This Martin is not a particularly attractive man. I hope you don't mind. No, no, no. <laughs> and this one now comes a paradox. I caught myself falling to you. I can't believe it. Yes, Mr. Martin. In those first few weeks, well, there were moments when you could have swept me off my feet. There were, not. Yes. <laughs> Well, you see, really, I was a different girl then. I was rather naive. All my knowledge came from books, and I just read a novel about an actress who knew when she wanted to rise an ambition. She treated him like a dog. Oh, that's true. You treated him like a dog, all right. Yes, but instead of licking my hand, you barked. Well, well, that's all forgotten now, isn't it? Oh, well, and now you go to see it, girl, then. By the way, did you hear it? Yes, that's right. You might... Post me in games Monday morning. I think we will. Oh, I, I don't want you to misunderstand him. I think I just said it might happen. You see, he's coming to my house tonight to see me at 8 o'clock. As a matter of fact, I can tell you that it will happen. What are you now? Oh, we ain't going around. Mr. Martin, what do you mean will happen? Well, I, uh, I might just as well tell you. He came to see me. Who? For your fiancé. He came last night. Now, you shouldn't have told him who I am. You see, I had a very uncomfortable eye. He apparently didn't believe it when you wrote him that I meant nothing to you, you see. Oh, no, but I, I straighten everything out. It's all right. And don't worry. In a little while, you'll be Mrs. Popkin. Mrs. Popkin? Popkin? Wasn't that his Such ideas, like cookie packages. 
Well, I know enough about gas to fill a balloon. Uh, what? The gasoline, Mr. Morgan. For instance, I've been finding out about the new Gulf gasoline, Good Gulf and Gulf No-Knock. And I learned that they've both been stepped up. Stepped up to give you faster pickup, more power, and a sweeter-running, quieter engine. And boy, if you've never tried the new Gulf gasoline, you don't know what you're missing. See if you don't notice a real difference the very first time you step on the accelerator. If you use a regular gasoline, try Good Gulf. If you prefer a premium fuel, try Gulf No-Knock, the gasoline that is not proof under all normal driving conditions. Remember, you get either one at the sign of the Gulf Orange Dip. Drive in and fill up with America's stuck-up gasoline, the new Gulf gasoline. It's a dramatic story of Red Dust. We hope you'll all be listening to the Gulf Theater next week. Starring Clark Gable, Anne Southern, Jeffrey Lynn, Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra, with Frank Tours conducting. Until then, this is Roger Sire saying tonight, everybody, for your neighborhood good Gulf Theater. Production of Plotson. James Stewart and Frank Morgan appears with the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. Then we try to figure in Philadelphia's story, Frank Morgan will fill you to be in Hullabaloo. This is the Columbia Broadcast.